Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Forum Podcast. My name is Anthony Giorgio. I'm the video and podcast director. And my name's Kat Taylor, the editor-in-chief. Kat, do you speak a second language? I do not speak a second language. Did you have to ever take any lessons in middle school, high school? Oh, yeah. I studied Spanish for four to five years. And you don't speak it? No, I dropped the ball and I wish I would have immersed myself more into the language and practiced it and yeah. took more classes to really build it into a habit. America is actually kind of unique on the world stage because a majority of people only speak one language. Mm-hmm. And that's not all that common in the rest of the world. Most people in other countries, I mean, there are countries like Switzerland that are... Uh, legally bilingual uh, but most people elsewhere just tend to know more than one language so that they can communicate with other people from other cultures mm-hmm. and I think people tend to underestimate just how hard it is to get really comfortable and acquainted in a language that is not the one you grew up speaking oh definitely um, do you know a second language, Anthony? I do. I speak Spanish, and I you know, do what I can to read, listen, practice. I watch you know, TV and movies in Spanish, but it, it is hard to do when you're not immersed in the culture. Like, right. Yeah. This whole subject of learning a new language is one that uh, Forum staff reporter Channing Gibbs discusses in the episode today with first-year student Juanita Galvis, who's originally from Colombia, and it is about her experience learning English in Colombia and then in the United States. Everyone, take a listen and enjoy. Uh, my name is Juanita Galvis. I am a freshman, and I am doing a custom major that combines marketing and communication. So a little bit about the podcast today is talking about English learning and how that kind of shapes people's identity. Um, so. If my first question to you, I guess, is your experience with English. Could you maybe talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, I was born in Colombia, South America, and there I went to a private school. So ever since elementary school, I've been learning English. And then four years ago, my family moved to um, South Carolina. So it was like my sophomore year of high school, so I had to... Even though I already knew English, I wasn't like fluent, so I had to like learn, like relearn it, I guess. So how exactly is English used in Colombia? Um, I feel like it's almost a necessity, because uh, you know English is like the global language. So I feel like almost every school teaches English from a, a very early age. Uh, so most people know at least like basic English. So. Yeah, I would say it's a pretty big thing. And then, of course, like the media, YouTube, TikTok, all those things uh, also make uh, like teenagers or people in school like one. They, it makes them want to learn English. So I would say it's a pretty big thing in Colombia. So is English then used quite a bit in just society, a Colombian society in general? Or would you say maybe not so much or maybe a little bit in between? Maybe in between, like every day, we wouldn't use it because, I mean, we all speak Spanish. So with family and stuff, it's always Spanish. But in the academic world and the workforce, I would say English is used a lot. So kind of like in between. 
So what were your initial thoughts when you started learning English? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I was very little, so it was kind of like something I had to do. I didn't really think about it. It was just like going to school and like, because all my classes were in English except Spanish, like literature. So it was just something I had to do. And then when I got to like middle school and, you know, social media and everything, I don't know, I guess it was just like, I don't know, I just liked watching videos on YouTube. I felt like it gave me like other perspectives, I guess. And like just learning about like other cultures in general interested me a lot. So yeah, it was at first it was something I had to do. And then I was actually interested in like learning it and becoming fluent. Do you think that watching things like YouTube and TikTok and other social media really helped you with your English learning? Yeah, definitely, because when you go to classes, it's always just so formal. Like, they don't really teach you everyday uh, English uh, or expressions or things like that. And it is through social media that you actually hear, like, native speakers talk. So you learn all the expressions, all the words, the vocab, everything. So, yeah, I would say that Definitely the media is a great part of learning any language, really, because uh, that's how you interact with people that actually are from the other country. Did you find there were any differences in the English you were learning back in Colombia and then English here in the United States? Yeah, they were. And like my friends, when I got here, they would make fun of me because they said I spoke like so formally and stuff, like said words that they wouldn't say. Like I would say like, when I arrived to the United States, like they would, they would be like, no, you have to say like when I got here. And so, so it was funny because like I realized that a lot of the words I was saying were very like formal. You think that being able to actually be in a place where you could speak English was really helpful in picking up those kind of nuances in the language? Yeah, yeah, because there are things you can just not learn from a book. Like you have to actually experience them. How did you practice your language skills, your English language skills, when you came to the U.S.? Uh, I would say a great part of that was my best friend. I was just like eating alone during lunch and she just came up to me and like, I would say that it is very helpful to have people in your life that are actually patient with you. Because at first we wouldn't be able to like really have a conversation or anything because she wouldn't understand me, I wouldn't understand her. Uh, but then after some time, like we, we've known each other for like four years now. So now we can have conversations, we can talk about anything now. So it's very important to like make sure that you surround yourself with people that actually care about you and that are patient with your English, I guess. So you mentioned that um, your family moved from Columbia to, you said South Carolina, right? Yeah. Yeah, so how how is that experience kind of coming from your home country to now a place where you had to adjust to the language and just all those other cultural elements? It was very hard. It was really hard because even though I already knew English, I had a really strong accent. And I don't know, I guess people have the notion that if you have an accent, then they can't communicate with you, even though you know English. So a lot of people wouldn't talk to me because of that. So I didn't make a lot of friends, which was hard because, I don't know, coming to a new country, I had to adjust to like a whole new school system, food, people, just everything. So the fact that I didn't have like anyone like there to support me was even like made it even worse. So yeah, because of that, it was it was really hard. And I kind of like felt the need to like get rid of my accent, which is kind of like what I did. Like I would just practice like whenever I got home and like say things over and over again to like set them correctly and stuff like that. 
And now I kind of regret it because, you know, accents are like such a beautiful thing. They're like part of your identity, where you come from and stuff. So now it's like I kind of want it back. <laughs> but it's okay. I mean, I had to, it was something I just had to do to like survive, I guess. So. Can you talk a little bit more about how accents kind of shape your identity when learning a new language? So there are a lot of like ways to see accents. Like, as I said, some people see them as like an obstacle to like good communication, I guess, because, you know, for native English speakers, it's kind of hard to understand when someone has a strong accent. Uh, but on the other side, I feel like accents are like, yeah, are just like, you, they like shape your identity because it's who you are. It's like, it's, it's like a stamp, you know, whenever you speak, people already know where you come from or at least have an idea. So, uh, yeah, I feel like accents are just something we should appreciate instead of like erase. So kind of going into like the identity aspect of language, do you feel that when you're switching from either speaking in Spanish or English that your personality changes? <laughs> I don't know. That's a tricky question because before I would say yes, but I don't think it's only language. I think it's also the fact that I'm in a whole other country now and that I've changed so much like since I was in Colombia till here. So I'd say it's like, yes, but it's not only language. It's a whole, there are a whole like different aspects to it. Because I feel like when I'm talking in Spanish, well, before I would say I'm funnier in Spanish. <laughs> but but I feel like as time goes on, like I get more comfortable with English, like that stopped happening, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'd say it depends. So now that you've been in the U.S. now for four years do you find ever still that people are surprised when you can speak english yeah i don't know whenever i tell people i'm from colombia they're like oh your english is so good which i'm glad to i'm glad to hear but for some reason i don't know it makes me feel like i don't know like weird in some way because it's like them saying like oh your english is good for a hispanic person and it's like mm. That's not, that's not what it is. <laughs> like, just because I'm Hispanic, you shouldn't expect that my English is bad, so. I think that's a really great point. Yeah, especially people having preconceived notions of what they think people should sound like, so. Yeah. So what are, what are some of your favorite aspects about language learning? What are some of the things that you found to be like the most motivating and the most fun? I would say just learning about the culture in general because I'm actually trilingual, so I know Spanish, English, and then I also uh, know French. And then I tried learning Korean, but I don't know, was, that's still a work in progress because <laughs> Korean is hard. But, but yeah, I've learned French like the same amount of time I've been learning English. And I just really love the culture. And so I think that a great part of learning a language is, like I said, falling in love with the culture. So just trying out the food. Um, learn about the traditions, uh, what people do over there, how they talk, how they dress, how, what food they eat. I just think that's such a cool part of learning a language because, I don't know, I feel like learning a language opens your mind to other ways of seeing the world. So I just think that's the, the coolest part about that. How has language learning changed you? I would say it definitely made me more open-minded because when you live all your life in a country and I don't know you're like used to the same things like every day uh, but then you travel then it's like I don't know at least for me it was like seeing the world for the first time again like for the second time <laughs> so I would say it definitely opens your mind 
and uh, it helps you like see different things and just like yeah like a different perspective do you think being able to see new perspectives has helped you just in general in your life yeah because i feel like when you like definitely when i'm making like decisions or things like that like i would go back to like how i was raised but at the same time like all the new experiences that have shaped me here too so yeah it's like it's like having two different sources to like think from i guess <laughs> what's one thing that you wish more people knew about language learning english language learning or language and identity in general probably that if you don't know English, then that doesn't mean that you're less or that you are not smart. Because uh, learning English, like the process of doing it, means that already you're already putting effort into something that other people aren't doing. So like you should give yourself credit for that. And so other people shouldn't look down upon you just because you don't know English or because you have an accent. Because that doesn't make you any dumb bird that just makes you actually smarter because that means that you are actually making the effort to like trying to communicate with this other person so i feel like people should appreciate people that are struggling with english or like they have an accent because then that means that they know two languages and then they're making this effort to like have a good conversation with you so you should actually like appreciate that i think that's a really good point especially when you're trying to make that effort to reach out. And I know not knowing the language 100%, it can kind of be nerve-wracking, right, yeah. talking to people. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's everything I have for you. So, Juanita, thank you so much oh, yeah. for being here. It was great speaking no with you and listening to your perspectives on yeah. English language learning and identity. Thank you. Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Channing Gibbs and Juanita Galvis. Kat, if they want to find more of these podcasts, more of our stories, where should where should people look? Great question, Anthony. People should look on our website, wc4media.com, as well as to look out for our Issue 6 publication that will be delivered across campus on February 2nd. I think people should also take the opportunity, if they haven't already, to check out and follow our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find all of those at the handle WC Forum Media. Please check those out. Uh, continue to follow, like, and subscribe the podcast on whatever platform it is of your choice, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. We're on all of them. For anyone that is interested in advertising with the forum, feel free to reach out to our business and advertising director, Maddie Cushing, and you can advertise in our print editions, online, or on the podcast. Until next time, my name is Anthony Giorgio. I'm Kat Taylor. And this is the Forum Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>